Fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from the Magin Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. You're Brett half the half dead about right now. Yeah, I'm currently going through puberty. Yeah, you uh this episode is like crazy late compared to when we normally record it. We pushed it back like a week. You were like at death's door. Yeah, like I literally just sat like in my chair for an entire week and just watched like Mostly red letter media talk about Star Trek. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a bad week aside from the being sick part. Yeah, the if I wasn't sick, it would have been an amazing week. But it sucked because every like 30 seconds I was hawking up like neon green loogies. Well, if you were dead, we could have reanimated you. We know this now. And the neon green loogies uh, tie into the neon green. <laughs> it's, it ties in perfectly. Yes. Um, this week we're doing... One of my favorite movies, Reanimator from 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon, produced by Brian Usda, and Stuart Gordon um, also was one of the writers. So, Edward Trifecta? Uh, no, he was not no. a producer. Ah, uh, fair. Okay, close. But these guys, I think, are one of my favorite duos and that I never realized until like really looking into them, because they did so much stuff that I love. Like They did Society, which... And you can really tell, they're so good at dialogue in these weird horror movies. They did Chopping Mall, like, they oddly, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, they're yeah. really good together. From Beyond, um, yeah. Castle Freak. Yeah, they really hit everything that's, like, what I want in a horror movie. They're really good at getting. Well, and I love their, like, snappy dialogue, especially in the Reanimator movies, because, um... I mean, you got fucking Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West uh, just chewing scenery the entire time, and I cannot get enough of it. Oh, yeah. it's You can tell that um, Stuart Gordon was a play director before this, because this was his first film that he did and as a director, and you could tell that he was very much used to plays. Which works really well for this movie, and I love what... Like, I don't know why every movie doesn't do this, where they got everyone together... And they rehearsed for like a week or two straight before they even started filming. And I if anything, it saves you money on film. Yeah, and exactly. Where like this is another movie where they had to do it in one or two takes kind of thing. Because back then film was an actual like physical thing. It's not just like, oh, it's on a SIM card, you know. Yeah, and half the weird effects they had and everything. It's not like they had a whole stock of them. Oh, no, well, that's what, um, well, because I watched Joe Bob's, like, segment on it as well, and they were talking about, like, yeah, he talked to, I think, um, Brian Usna at some point, or it was one of them, and they were like, yeah, especially at that very end scene where they're in the autopsy room and there's just blood and guts everywhere, they're like, we have one chance to do this because I do not want to have to clean all this up and restart. Exactly, get that, like, spotless again and redo it, it'd be a nightmare. But one other movie I learned that did the same thing where they rehearsed for like a week or two before filming. And it makes sense because those characters really feel like like actual people and they actually know each other is Return of the Living Dead. Uh, that makes total sense. Like, yes. if you think back, like how snappy and how like quick the dialogue is and that world feels lived in. Like, that's why you don't just go, oh, hi. 
my name's lead actor. You're lead actress? Okay, this is the first time we're meeting, and let's start the scene. Yeah, it's you can tell Return of the Living Dead's so good. I can't wait till we do that movie. Oh yeah, that would be a fun one. But so we start in Switzerland and the police are at a hospital and this they're knocking like Dr. Gruber, Dr. Gruber. And I told you this. Do you know what in the script this Dr. Gruber's character's first name is? What? Hans, just like Die Hard. So <laughs> Hans Gruber and Reanimator came out first. Okay, you imagine if this was Alan Rickman. Oh, it'd be incredible. Just shows up for that. Yeah, but he's playing Snape for some reason, so he's like, hello, West. <laughs> but he's dying, and his eyes, like, how do I describe what happens to his eyes here? Oh, well, like, I love the police break in. Um, Herbert West is, like, over his body with this syringe, and the, like, doctor is going nuts, and, like, they pull West off of him. West is like, no, I need to get the vital signs. I need to complete my work. They could give less of a shit. And then, like, uh, Dr. Gruber stands up, and his head is just, like, pulsating to where his eyes then bug out super huge and then explode. Yeah, it's, it's a really good effect, too. It turned out really well. I honestly love the effects in this movie so much. Even though, like, later on when it's... um. Dr. Carl Hill is just the head and you can definitely tell it's just like it's the actor like crouching under a table because they're doing like just the classic head through a table gag but it works <laughs> oh it doesn't look bad at all either we know that's what they're doing but it's not like you can see the seams in it the only really hokey one I think is the cat and that's whatever but I honestly I love that they made the cat such a puppet because the cat dies like four times and other than that, it would be horrific. Yeah, it's like Toxic Avenger. I don't feel bad about the dog dying in that movie because the dog is so clearly alive. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, where he's sitting there with bullet holes in him, but he's still wagging his tail. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this, like, kind of sets up the type of person Herbert West is right away because when they go, you killed him, he's like, no, I did not. I gave him life. I'm like, oh, okay. That's perfect, like, character opening line right there. Yeah, and it's such a great one-liner. And there's so many good ones in this movie. Because I love how it goes from, like, he says that line right into a remix of the Psycho score. Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's great. I love these opening credits. The song for it is perfect. It's incredible. Yeah, and, it, like, some people criticize. It's like, oh, they're just ripping off the Psycho, like, theme. And it's like, well, I see it more as an homage kind of thing. And it's just done so well. Like, if it was just, like, done real shitty or whatnot, or if they just used the score itself, I'd be like, okay, this is kind of weird. But they, like, 80s pop it up, kind of. I think it was fun. It had, like, a bouncy tone to it. It lets you know it's going to be creepy, but you're going to have a fun time during it. Yeah, it sets up the movie so well. Like, this is what you're in for. After the credits, which do go on for quite a while, I think any longer I would have been tired of them, but for a good while, uh, we cut to Miskatonic miskatonic i guess medical school in arkham massachusetts and doctors are trying to save an emergency room patient patient flatlines and dan our other lead keeps zapping her with the paddles still isn't gonna do anything yeah and this is also setting up now where dan kane is like he's a what, medical student i'm guessing is what you'd say he is yeah um, and he just doesn't want to let this woman die. He's like, everyone else has given up. He's doing the compressions. They do the paddles on her. And I love the little thing where her arms go up. They're like, Ugh. 
Well, that's what really happens. You get hit with those. It sends a bunch of electricity through you. Oh, yeah, but it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, but he's not giving up. He's like, it just needs a few more minutes to get the drugs circulating in her system. And they're like, a good doctor knows when to quit. And he's just like pissed off. He's like, I could have saved her. Yeah, I don't know. I'll take a bad doctor then. If I'm like flatlining like that, give me the bad one who's going to keep trying for a while. Yeah, because even if like I, it doesn't work, you're out nothing. Yeah, exactly. I don't care how many ribs are broken if I'm already dead. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to save. She dies. Um, he takes the patient to the morgue, and in there, he meets Herbert West, the new student, for the first time. And mm-hmm. this is great. And then he also meets Dr. Hill, West does, and is not a fan of him at all. Oh, no. And I love how Herbert West introduces himself to everybody. He's like, West. Herbert West. <laughs> yeah, he, he does the James Bond introduction for everybody. But right away, this Dr. Hill, he's the big money maker for the school. His research is like allegedly groundbreaking and gets all the grant money and all that. And West instantly is like, oh, yeah, I've read your work. Some could say it's a little derivative of Dr. Gruber. In some countries, it's considered straight plagiarizing. Yeah, and he's just putting him down to his face, like, right away, being like, I'm a student, and I already know a lot more than you. Yeah. Look, in real life, I would despise having to be anywhere near someone like this. Watching him in a movie, I love. Oh, yeah, watching, yeah, Herbert West is such a dick. Yeah, and then we cut to a quick sex scene with Daniel's girlfriend, Megan, who's played by the incredible Barbara Crampton, so I'm already loving this movie. Oh, yeah, well, it goes of a great thing of, like, Dan Kane and Megan are, like, he's, like, hugging her in the hallway and, like, kissing on her. And she's like, no, no, doing the playful thing. Cut to, yes, yes. Oh, uh, I did not need to hear that, but yes. Oh, yeah. You don't want to hear yes in puberty voice? <laughs> nope, I'm good. But we find out the dean is her dad, which I guess they're trying to keep things on the down low for Dan's sake. Yeah, she's like, he's the last puritanical man in the world kind of thing of, like, he's, like, very old school. They're doing this thing after all that happens. Quick, we're introduced to Rufus the cat. But she's dressed and getting ready to leave, and Dan's chasing around like a ghost with the bedsheet on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love his thing. We're like, yeah, the cat is the ultimate cock block. Because they were still, like, kind of fooling around. And then the cat jumps on his back, and she's immediately out of that bed and dressed in, like, 20 seconds. I thought they were done already. Well, they were still kind of like, they were. St- he was still trying to do something there for sure. Oh, okay. And then, he, I gotcha. and then the cat's like, "Nope, I'm going to get you home." <laughs> but yeah, then I love the whole like ghost thing of like him setting up and chasing her around, and then like he's completely naked. She opens the door. Herbert West is standing there with like the flyer for like an apartment for rent, and he just on me. He's just like, "Oh shit, let me put a toga on real quick." <laughs> I like he was just holding, he doesn't say, hi, like, you know, his plan is whoever's here, they're going to open the door, and you just hold the note up to their face, the general, like, typically say, hi, I have the apartment note here. No, he's just holding the note straight up. Yeah, and uh, he does he does his intro again, like, less than five minutes after he did his first one in the exact same way of like, yes, West, Herbert West. Uh, he gets like a tour of the apartment, and as soon as he sees the basement, he's like giddy with excitement, he wants it. He's like, oh, awesome evil lair, yes. Yeah, he says, you won't even know I'm here except for first of the month, and hands him like a wad of cash, I guess, first month rent already. 
oh yeah, he's because like Herbert now is like, okay, I'm going to live here. Megan is like, maybe you guys should talk it over, Dan. And she's doing the little head shake, like, do not have this guy be your roommate. And he and Herbert's like, oh no, there's nothing to talk about here. Take fifteen hundred dollars. It looks like you know, like Megan's the only smart one here. Like, if creepy guy gets that excited about the basement, that's not even his room. Maybe that's not who you want moving in. Oh yeah, you you didn't even show him his room yet. He just immediately goes, "Is there a basement?" Yes. Do you have chains available? <laughs> but that works. Uh, so he moves in. And then we cut to one of my favorite, like, West scenes is this next part. Because it's in class and Dr. Hill's explaining the brain surgery and doing a demonstra- demonstration on a corpse. Which is a really cool effect, too, because they peel the head back. And they had two ways of shooting this. They had a bald guy with his head painting, like, painted like a skull with a removable wig and, like, look like flesh. And then they swapped it out for a hollowed-out skull with an actual cow brain in there. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool how they did it. But when he starts talking about the brain-dead 6 to 12 minutes rule, which Herbert West thinks is bullshit and you can revive people after, and he's very adamant on the 6 to 12 minutes, Herbert West just takes a pencil and snaps it. Yeah, just showing complete disgust of, like, you're tr- and he even says it later, like, you're teaching these people dribble. Yeah. <laughs> well, look... First snap pencil, whatever, a little weird. Okay, if I'm if I'm the professor guy here. I just keep going. He snaps another pencil. I'm like, okay, what's this motherfucker doing? Oh, yeah, he's getting... It, it, yeah, Dr. Hill is getting so pissed off at the student. Yeah, he just keeps snapping it every time he says something he doesn't like. And then class ends, and we get that whole thing you said where he's shouting about, how can you fill these students' minds with drivel and all that stuff? Well, and I love to... um. Dr. Hill is like, that's all for today. Oh, and Mr. West, may I suggest a pin? <laughs> I'd be like, get him out. Get him out. I'm not yeah. teaching this class anymore. Go to the principal's office. I don't think they have principals in med school. <laughs> You're, you got detention. <laughs> He's sitting there like Bart Simpson. I will not break pencils at Dr. Hill. I will not break pencils at Dr. Hill. So... Next is a weird dinner scene because Dr. Hill is having dinner at the Dean's house, who again is also Megan's house. And I guess she cooked dinner for these people, but isn't going to eat it. Well, yeah, it's like, well, it looks like the stuffiest. Like, they have like candles lit, they have like special, like all the fine like dishes and whatnot. Like, it looks so stuffy. It's like, I'd rather go to like KFC. Fair. But yeah, so she leaves and. You're already getting weird vibes with her and Dr. Hill. Oh, yeah, because um, her dad is kind of like, oh, yeah, go have fun with Dan, you know, your boyfriend or fiance, I guess. And he, Dr. Hill's like, oh, you don't want to stay? Come on, stay here and have dinner with me. I mean, us. <laughs> yeah, the creepy old dude. But she leaves and goes to Dan's. She tells him that she's creeped out by Herbert. She's like, where is he? Rufus doesn't even like it. And then she realizes, wait, we haven't seen Rufus in a while. Yeah, they're like, usually he runs through the room or does so- or knocks something over while I'm, while I'm here. Yeah, and so they go looking for him. And after checking pretty much everywhere else, they go and Megan goes into Herbert's room. And she opens up the fridge and finds a dead cat. And you know this next scene. Oh, yeah, he finds the dead cat and it's behind, it's like right beside all these glowing green, like 
bottles of like some kind of glowing green liquid. And, but at this point, we really have no idea what it is. But it's um, Herbert comes home and they're like, like showing him like basically like what the fuck? And he's like, what? Did you want me to leave a note? Cat dead? Details later? I love how pissed he gets that they're in his room when he put their dead pet in his fridge. Yeah, he's like, I thought this was a private room. Yeah, like, okay, let's say for real. I think he killed the cat, but let's say he didn't, and his weird story about the trash fell on the cat is true. Well, one, what are you throwing away? Cinder blocks? But <laughs> Yeah. But let's say that's true. In what world do you think the best course of action is to put the cat in your fridge? And not trying to hide it at all. It's like he didn't put it in a bag or anything. He's just so, like brazen i think or he's just so focused on his work he could give a shit or like is he trying to be that clinical with it i don't know yeah and also like when he was in switzerland he was doing experiments on people already why are you going back to cats well he doesn't have people available to him yet well he has to just make some yeah but i don't think he's a killer at least here you know like he's not an intentional killer to get bodies well, and I also think he kind of rationalizes in his mind of like, well, I may end one life, but I'm about to bring it right back to life. So yeah, you're, really we're not going to be dead long. Yeah, you're going to be dead for a minute. That night, Dan is in bed and he hears the cat screeching and he investigates. He goes into the basement and we see West being attacked by a cat. Well, I don't think he just goes into the basement. Doesn't he fall down the stairs? He does fall down the stairs, yes. <laughs> It's just another one of those things of, like, this movie is just on coke. It's just so fast-paced and, like, out there and, like, funny at times and then, like, super creepy and, like, disgusting at other times. Like, you can't just walk down the stairs. They have them tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. But how you said about super creepy and gross, do you know what this movie was rated? Oh, God, what? It wasn't. They actually released it unrated because they didn't want to fight with the MPAA. Good for them. They would have cut the fuck out of this movie. Oh, it would have been torn to shreds. And, I mean, I know they didn't make nearly what they probably would have otherwise, but I think we got a better movie for it. And at the, look how look at the cult classic status it's gained now. Oh, yeah. Who knows? If it had all the stuff cut, it might not have been another here and gone horror movie. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, like, I love Friday the 13th Part 7 and so do you. But that yeah. movie is cut to shit. Of there's like barely any gore whatsoever. Yeah, uh, not a fan of that stuff. And it's lost forever. So fuck. Yeah, it. it's <laughs> it didn't save it, which just sucks. But the cat's attacking West. Dan kind of like saves him for a second, and then we get the cat search. And this is shot really cool because it's just the one like hanging basement light swinging back and forth so it doesn't look as cheesy as it probably is them just looking at nothing and hearing stuff yeah and i also enjoy that they don't show the cat a whole lot oh no that's probably they knew what they were doing because then it attacks dan and you do get one close-up real quick <laughs> of puppet cat just leaping towards camera and it's just like Meow! like screaming at him <laughs> and Dan just chucks it against the wall. It leaves like a red splat, killing it. Oh, yeah, I love the splats in this movie. It happens a few times where someone throws something against the wall, and there's just a bloody splat mark there. I do like it. It's really fun. It's satisfying to see for some reason, whatever, something hits, and you still see the mark that it hit. 
Dan does that and he kind of turns over to like, he turns to West and he's just like crouching down on the floor laughing. He is. And then he also goes, look out. Like it's coming back for him. He's making jokes with him about it. Yeah, he's fucking with him about it. Of like, what did you, and the Dan has no idea what's going on. He shows him his research, like his papers and everything. Like, well, look, take a look. And he doesn't believe it at all. He goes, the cat just wasn't dead. Like, I thought it was, but earlier it must not have been. And you brought it back and it was angry. He goes, well, would you agree the cat is dead now? And I love this. <laughs> he takes, like, the dead cat, like, plops it on the table. He goes, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he picks it up and, like, drops it. And it's just, like, thunk. He's like, yeah, I'm guess- I guess it's dead now. And so he reanimates it again to prove it. Yeah, and I love the line of, like, now don't expect it to tango. Uh, it has a broken back. Look, it's a movie about reanimating corpses with a special serum, but that aside, they hold pretty true to what would happen if we suspend disbelief to think that could work. Like, a lot of it, like, even, like, well, this one died from this, this one's been gone too long, as long as it doesn't have a heart condition because you need the heart to pump. Like, they're actually really good at keeping things realistic in here. One, two, like, he, they're, like, because uh, they give the cat the shot, and Dan's, like, right to the brain, and Herbert's, like, well, of course. Yeah, it's really cool. But then he's, like, you're going to be my assistant to Dan. He's, like, you've seen it. It works. And we don't ever get a okay, I'll do it, but he does it. One, and two, like, I love when the cat comes back, and it starts, like, screaming, and Dan's, like, why is it making that noise? And Herbert's, like, uh, birth is always painful. Yeah, that's odd it's a weird line i don't like to think about (laughs) the next day dan goes to the dean and tells him everything in what world is this the best course of action like let's say yeah you fully believe it you saw it works wouldn't you like want an example before you go telling people new kid can like reverse death yeah number one why are you just telling this dean you should be going to like high much higher ups like go to like some science like magazine or something or if you're going to show tell the dean have west there with you with the mangled cat that you're going to bring back for a seventh time and be like see it's dead it's all waggly wiggly and then you shoot him up with the stuff and then you're like see yeah i don't get look i don't get why they don't do any of that and they just go tell him well dan just go tells them and then i also don't quite get the dean's reaction either yeah, isn't he, like, pissed, and he's like, you need to get away from that Herbert West. He's a bad influence kind of thing. Yeah, he gets all mad, and he threatens Dan with suspension and, like, pulling his scholarships and everything, and suspends West right there without even telling West. And, and West, so after, like, one day of schooling at the school, West is like, okay, I found my Igor. I don't need, like, to go to school anymore. Well, I think also because Hill obviously hates West. Hill is the college's biggest moneymaker. Hill just had dinner with the Dean the night before. So I'm sure Dean already doesn't like West. Oh, yeah, because Hill told the Dean he doesn't like West. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's a thing, too, of um watching the Joe Bob Briggs version and, like, some of Joe Bob's insights. It kind of makes more sense of, like, why Dr. Hill has this, like, weird power over everyone. Of there was this huge part of like where Doctor Hill could control people with his mind, and all that got cut out. Oh, really? 
So that's why, like, later on, like, it makes sense why Herbert West just gives him all of his notes, like how he can control the bodies and stuff. That would have been interesting. I think they made the right call by cutting it because we already have one fantastical thing going on here. We don't need to shove more into it. And I could believe that West handed him his notes because he's like, well, what else am I going to do right now? I need to have him think he's winning for a second so I can take his head off with a shovel. And this movie is only 86 minutes long. And like the listeners know, and you know, Greg, I am a huge fan of an 80 minute movie. Oh, me too. Just very tight and get to the point. Yeah. And like, like we've said, there's movies that definitely call for that longer runtime, but if you can fit your movie into a shorter runtime, by all means do it. I won't hate you for it. Please do it. No, don't feel like you need to just shoot extra random scenes just to stick in there to make it two hours long. I would like your hour and 20 minute movie much better. I most likely. <laughs> yeah. But our next scene after that whole suspension and threatening of suspension is Dan wheeling a corpse into the morgue. Anytime someone goes into the morgue, I love the security guard just like, oh, I'm pretty much done for the day. He says, okay, yeah. well, I want you to take a break then. But he's always gone for like an hour. Yeah, where he, yeah, anytime, yeah, he's like the most useless security guard, or he has like the cushiest job of he's just like, oh, someone else is at the morgue now. They got it taken care of. I'm going to go uh, read my porno and drink my coffee somewhere else. Yeah, also, who's reading porn in a hospital? Like, and you're employed by the hospital. Yeah, I never got the just, like, watching porn just, like, on your day-to-day life. Yeah, like, so is that where he's running off to that's taking him a while every time? Oh, he's running to the bathroom? Yeah, he's going to crank one out real quick and it takes him longer. Uh, I hope Herbert West is okay. (laughs) But so they get in there and they take the sheet off. The corpse was actually West and West is putting his shoes back on. I love this because originally he was supposed to be barefoot the whole time. And Jeffrey Combs said that floor is so sticky. I do not want to be barefoot on there. So he he proved that he could put his shoes on fast enough, like to not ruin the scene and take extra time, like to put the shoes on. That's why he's doing it so quick and everything. Oh, yeah, we're like, because he doesn't even have, like, slip-ons. It's, like, the fancy shoes. So, like, he has, like, yeah. we're going to have, like, a two-minute shoe-tying scene. But, so, they're, they're they're looking at all the corpses and all the tags on how they died and everything. And they're like, no, this one won't work. This one won't work. And they find one who's only been dead for a few hours, like, the freshest one. Like, perfect, as long as it wasn't anything with his heart. And they dose him with the reagent, and it doesn't work. And Dan wants to leave. And Wes doses him again. And look, let's say you take something and you're like, hey, this isn't kicking in yet. Always give it a little time before you just double up and try again. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the rule with edibles? It's like, exactly. you never know how strong it is. Do a quarter of it. Wait half an hour. Do another quarter. You can't not, you can't uneat some. Exactly. That's the rule here that Herbert West should have been following. That corpse that they bring back. Do you know who that is? It's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double. Yes, which, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, that's so funny. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And you know what, like, after learning that, looking at it, I'm like, oh, it does look like Arnold. Oh, yeah. Where, like, even if I saw him, like, at a convention, and he's like, you know, 20, 30 bucks, I'd be like, fuck, I'll meet Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double that was in Reanimator, sure. Yeah, like, I see him doing half the cool shit in Terminator that I like anyway, hell yeah. Yeah, which is so weird that, like, giant, like, muscle man Arnold had a stunt double. 
Well, think like a lot of it's like jumps and flips and shit that he's probably not trained for. But then you not got, like, not the lifting stuff so much. You got five foot tall Tom Cruise that does his own stunts. Tom Cruise is a nutbag. Let's be real. Well, because he's uh, he can't like do drugs or anything, so he has to get his kicks somehow. He's like, I'm gonna grab this airplane. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna hang on the side of this, but. After they find and they dose and double dose this corpse, Dean has Kane Page. It's so confusing because there's Dean and Dan and West and Herbert. Yeah. I'm getting all mixed up. <laughs> but the Dean has Kane Page to suspend him. Like, please report to the desk. He's told Megan to stay right where she is. And he starts going up after him. He's like, oh, I guess he's in the morgue. He's not there yet when the corpse wakes up and starts fighting both of them. Yeah, and um, of course, Megan isn't going to listen. She's going to follow along, because whenever they... In a movie, if someone says, you stay here, do not follow me, they're following you. Oh, exactly. And she eventually takes off, but not quite yet. Um, Because during the whole corpse fight, the Dean comes into the room, like, adjacent to the body storage part of the morgue, and the corpse, like breaks through the steel door and crushes the Dean with the door <laughs> and bites off his fingers. Yeah, he just crushes him with a fucking door and then starts jumping on the door. <laughs> I wanted to, like, why the finger biting? Like, it just seems like such a cool but random attack part in there. It's just, like, ravenous brain of just, like, base instinct of, like, bite. <laughs> Yeah, I love when all hope seems lost. Wes takes a bone saw through his chest and re-kills him. Well, because Wes, for the most part, is always, like, knows what to do, and he's very, like, even-keeled, and he's not, like, he's not shouting and running around. He's like, okay, well, now I must stop the heart. Yeah. Stop this monster, you know? By the way, when I said re-kills, I should tell you that. Count of the Dead, I didn't count any of the corpses as deaths if they died again because they spelled out for us in the movie when hill's talking to us he's like everyone's acting like the dean's crazy when we both know he's dead so he's already dead i'm not counting him as dead again anyone who's like a walking zombie is dead oh so the dead cat isn't counted like six times (laughs) no like hill dies once dean dies once like anything like that okay meg leaves to find them and gets in right as all this is going on. Well, she's not motherfucker. Why can't I get the timing of this fucking scene? Right. Jesus well, Christ. Honestly, this scene is kind of weird how it's timed of like, it's just West and Dan, like in the more doing these experiments. And then like within five minutes, there's like eight people in that room now all yeah. of a sudden. But here's, what's great. Cause the Dean's dead. And now the, reanimated Arnold Schwarzenegger is also dead. Wes comes to the conclusion I hate to say is the obvious conclusion Dan, we are never going to find a corpse as fresh as this again. Oh yeah, I love he's immediately just like we need to take advantage of this. (laughs) Yeah, oh very tragic, yes, but let's get him alive! That's pretty much how he's like. Yeah, come on I need to do my research. They're gonna reanimate the dead Dean. He wakes back up and he grabs them both by the throat and starts lifting them off the ground and just then is when the guard comes back from his bathroom wank and <laughs> sees everything going on. And Wes blames it on the Dean going crazy that he messed with this corpse here and started attacking us. Oh, yeah. I love how he just immediately goes into, like, victim mode of, like, oh, d- no, the Dean, uh, for no reason at all, stabbed that corpse with a bone saw. And then he attacked us and we don't know what's wrong. 
Yeah, so at this point, it's our two heroes, Meg and the guard in the room, and no one can tell what the hell went on. But I guess their story checked out, because next we see the Dean, like, in this weird, like, padded last room in Dr. Hill's office, and he has Megan sign a release for exploratory surgery on her dad's brain. Yeah, why does he have this connected to his office? How often does he have, like, crazy, like, people in there? In this kind of setting, I I agree with you 100%. Now, there could be settings where, like, a doctor is with a patient who's unsafe but needs, like, studied for a while, like, observed. I could see something in that setting. But here, no, not just attached to his regular office and everything like that. At a university. (sighs) Makes no fucking sense. But, yeah, it's there, and his weird torture chamber hospital room and he has megan sign that paper yeah and also we gotta say the dean does not stop bleeding from here on out anytime it cuts to him he's bleeding on something from his like mouth his eyes are always like red like those dogs that have that weird stuff that always gets in their fur yeah uh megan goes home dan's there tells her her dad's not insane he's dead that goes over as well as you'd imagine yeah i don't think like at this point Give, like, Megan a little bit of space, or just be very comforting, and don't bring up the dad. (laughs) Yeah. Not, hey, we didn't kill him, but he died trying to fight a corpse that we did kill. I mean, that we brought back to life, and then we brought him back to life, but he didn't really come back. At this point, she's like, I don't care what your story is. I just lost my father. Like, (laughs) Yeah. We cut to Wes in his happy place basement. He's there doing whatever he does, and Dr. Hill goes to see him, and he... Tells him that whole line we said earlier. Everyone's acting like he's insane, but we both know Dean Halsey is dead. How how did it happen? At this point, yeah, Hill knows what like West is kind of up to, and he gets yeah. he like is once again why well, see it's like oh look someone else to steal research from. Yeah, he gets he almost gets a little too super villainy about it. You know what I mean? He doesn't try like to make himself a partner type thing and then claim on credit later or any of that bullshit that would probably honestly happen. Well, no, he did what um, Peter Cushing, Grandma Tarkin did in Rogue One, where one guy, like, did the entire Death Star thing, and he just goes, yoink, no you didn't, I did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ghost of Peter Cushing in that movie. Yeah, which, um, Dr. Hill kind of looks like Peter Cushing. Well, he has that old, like, gothy, prim and proper vibe to him, doesn't he? Yeah, and that, like, kind of sunken in face and stuff, like the creepy yeah. kind of, like, cheeks. Yeah, definitely. You're not wrong. Um, he wants his discovery and threatens to have him arrested. I would love to see the charges if he did have him <laughs> arrested. Please tell me what they're going to charge him with. Like, reanimating a corpse? Yeah, or, like, what, he brought people back to life? That like, he didn't kill himself? Like... No, now we are lording this person over everybody, you know? Like, look how amazing he is. Like, I would love to see the trial where then, like, Herbert West, like, defends himself, and he wins, and the Dr. Hill is just sitting there like, West! (laughs) (laughs) While this is going on, Dan and Megan break into Hill's office, and, like, they see her dad in there and everything, and then they find the weird Meg file that Hill has. It has, like pictures of her and like newspaper clippings and like hair yeah this is disturbing as all fuck and this is like earlier we thought that he's like oh he's like kind of obsessed with megan now it's full-blown like oh no he is obsessed with megan (laughs) yeah this is not healthy 
cutting back to our whole West and Hill moment, Hill's looking like through a microscope at West's research, like he thinks he's won and everything. Herbert West gets a shovel very slowly, and it's really good tension, honestly, here, because I keep thinking he's got to turn around and see him there the whole time. Oh, me too. Like, West plays it out perfect, where he's like, oh, see, dead animal tissue? Now add the reagent, and now just look there, and you'll see the thing go on. And then he just very slyly moves behind him and grabs, like, a shovel, like you said, and just whoonk over the head. Yeah, he knocks him out and then just beheads him. And I love the body twitch, by the way. Oh, and I love, like, whenever, like, and it shows, like, it's not just, like, off-camera beheading. It shows him being beheaded, and it's the actual actor, because, like, he's making facial expressions and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's it's really, they're really good at the whole headless play in this movie, for yeah. the most part. Which I then I'm sitting there, like, because I've seen this movie so many times, so I'm like, do they have to do that scene? They must have gotten a shovel and, like, cut, like, a circle out of the middle just right to get it, and then I was like, there's so, and so much shit that had to go into making that look cool, then now they would just be some computer guy going, like, typing out code of just like, and there's the headless thing, it kind of looks bad, but who cares? I think we're starting to move back into a practical direction now, to be honest. A lot of the releases I'm seeing anymore. Thank fuck, man. Oh, yeah. He then injects both the head and the body, and the, but the head wakes up, and the body knocks out Herbert West and disappear with all of his reagent and all that stuff. I love, like, okay, so West, like, he now has the head. He picks it up, and he puts it in, like, this metal container. And he lets go of it, and it flops over. He tries to put it back up again, it flops over. And he takes this, like, thing, like one of those things you put, like, notes on, and you just spike it there. He just yeah. shoves that through his neck and puts it puts it down, so now he has a base. <laughs> Honestly, it's helpful. And then, like, so he shoots up, like, both, like, the head and the body with the reagent. And then I love he's just sitting there tapping the head with a pencil. Just, like, wake up wake up <laughs> and then like his eyes open and like herbert immediately starts like going to go take notes and being like dr hill dr hill like kind of like do you see me do you see anything say something and i love he's just so pissed off immediately he's just like west he's just like fuck you <laughs> i love the voice because i'm thinking i'm like look let's be real you're, you don't have your lungs, your vocal cords, you can't speak. But I love that they make the voice super shitty because they know it shouldn't work and stuff like that. His voice never sounds normal again once it's he's decapitated. Oh no, it's not like he has his prim and proper voice, like, still. Which yeah. so many movies would do of just like, oh, well, it's just the head. And we don't want to make the actor do, like, this weird voice for the rest of the movie. It's like, no. His vocal cords would just be completely fucked up. It sounds like he's gargling like rust. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awesome. This is where the movie kind of goes to 100 as this point forward. Oh, yeah. As soon as, like, our evil villain is a decapitated head that's being carried around by, a, like, headless body, I'm just like, oh, this is such, like, B-movie schlock, and I love it. It's so much fun. I This is a great time. Uh, once Wes wakes back up, back up, both parts of Hill are gone, and like I said, he took the serum and the notes. Dan comes home, like Wes is telling him everything that's going on there. Cut to Hill bumbling around his office, and I love this so much. Because the <laughs> head 
can see, but the body can't. But, like, they kind of communicate with each other. And he gets into the fridge and gets blood and adds blood into the head pan. Well, there was, like, slapstick elements in this movie, too. Like, it's it blends so many things I love together. I love the, the body bumbling around parts, I think, are hilarious. And then Dr. Hill, like, rolling his eyes at his own body, like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> he tells the dean it's time to come out now, and then he Hill goes into the lab, and this is the part I think I laughed out loud by myself at, is <laughs> when he goes to the lab, because he has his real head in, like, a briefcase, like a duffel bag, and he's wearing, like, the medical model of like all the parts of a head like statue on his head with a mask over it to go in and that's where i think i laughed so hard when i saw oh, that yeah. because he's like very he's like because this fucking security useless security guard sitting there again like reading porn again and he's like very slowly walking towards him and then he does this like sidewalk to and then like the security guard's like oh is that you uh dr hill and it's, like, muffled from the bag. It's like, yes, that's me. <laughs> and then he goes in, and he immediately, security guard immediately goes once again, well, better go take a break. And, and, again, his breaks just take hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah, Dr. Hill has to have enough time to, like, lobotomize all of those corpses and get everything ready. And Yeah, it, he's pretty much gone for the day. Back at Megan's house, Dan goes there to check on her, tells her she should go away. She tells him the same thing, but they make up. They're all better now. Yay! And right then, reanimated dad breaks in through the house, attacks Dan, and takes Meg away. Right. And this is just so weird. It's like, Dr. Hill is sending her own father to go kidnap her so he can do things to her. Yeah. it's. I don't think he knows he's like a reanimated corpse, but... No, he has, yeah, they, right now he has no idea. Later on, he kind of gets at least a tiny glimpse of like, oh yeah, that's my daughter. Better protect her, you know. So, Zombie Dad brings Megan to the morgue and starts taking her clothes off and strapping her down to a table. Well, Hill's body straps her down to the table. Yeah, and I love that Hill's head in like the container, it's just like right beside her, and he's just smiling ear to ear. It's gross. It is like, like all soaked in the blood and everything. And the body is still wearing the fake head, which is again just amazing. Yeah, and this next scene, it just Barbara Crampton is so fucking amazing. Like the fact that she could do this scene, the fact that she did this scene, number one, and then number two made it so believable. Of like, at no point does it look like she's like. Like, oh, I don't know, like, they kind of talked me into this, like, how some movies are, where, like, you see the girl kind of give a look, and you're like, oh, she might not have known exactly what she was getting herself into. No, Barbara Crampton's like, I know, I read the script, I'm in. I just watched an interview with her about it, just a little bit ago. Uh, she did an interview, and she's like, no, I didn't care at all, I read the script, she goes, it's a movie, it's a role, yeah. Yeah. She wakes, she gets stri stripped completely naked on the slab, tied down. She wakes up, smacks the head off of um, the the fake head off the body, just sees the stump, starts screaming. She sees Dr. Hill's just heads and starts screaming. And then the body picks up the head and like, I love how it's just like pushes his like his head to her, like her head to make him kiss. 
Oh yeah, the the body's like groping her, and then picks up the head so the head can grope her. It's dripping like, blood all over her. It's all nasty. Yeah, like licks down her, and then it cuts to like, oh my god, is this gonna go where it's at? Because Barbara Crampton, like, she's tied down naked, and the head's between her legs, and he's just like about to go in for the whatever and he's like eh. and then i just love herbert west's like timing where he's just like dr hill i'm ashamed of you and he's it's almost like he's shaking his head being like i gave you life i brought you back to life and this is the first thing you want to go do is go hang out with some college teeny bopper look at you fraternizing around like a co-ed i'm disappointed in you and this is all a distraction. I'll say this about Herbert West. People are like, he's the villain of the series. He's the hero. I don't know. He's just weird. But he does help Dan rescue someone who he particularly doesn't even like. Yeah, he could. He doesn't give a shit about Megan. No. So he's not like a monster. No, he's like a weird kind of anti-hero kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Dan does free Meg, but right then... All of the corpses in the morgue come to life, and it's very much a wah-ha-ha, you walked into my plan moment from Dr. Hill. And then they do the mash. They do the <laughs> monster mash. Like, they all just come al- come to life at, like, the same moment. I like the picture they were all alive, and he had them all stay very still the whole time until the right moment. He's like, no, stay. <laughs> All the corpses put West on one of the slabs, and they go to laser lobotomy him, which we didn't even talk about that. That's one of Hill's, like, big inventions he's made is the laser lobotomy, like, drill through the head. Yeah, and, like, West is getting burnt for, like, a minute. Oh, yeah, I guess it takes a while to go through. Yeah, yeah. but, like, he's sitting there, and he's not screaming or nothing. He's just staring, like, extremely angry eyes, just like, oh, fuck you, asshole. Like, (laughs) right when he is getting burnt through that whole time, he's all pissed off, like you said. Dean Allen seems to recognize Megan all of a sudden and then stops the lobotomy and kind of frees West for a second. Yeah, because Megan's screaming and stuff, and I think she's, like, screaming for her dad and whatnot. And it's, like, some weird part of his brain clicks of, like, either, like, okay, that's my daughter and I need to help her, or, like, I kind of remember something about that sound and I like that whatever that sound is coming from. Yeah, exactly. There's some kind yeah. of recognition. It's a little more primal than him, like, snapping back to full consciousness, but it's still there. Oh, yeah, he's still like, <laughs> Yeah. And then he crushes Hill's head, just squeezes it, and that's, I love that scene. Yes. Oh, yeah, where he crushes the head, and now the security guard's shown back up. Just in the nick of time so he could open the door so they could throw his head against the wall and do another splat. And then didn't the security guard something like, I'm out of here, or something like that? He doesn't stick around, I know that. No, he's like, I'm getting the police. He runs away. Imagine the police questioning the security guard later. Okay, so what happened? Well, Dr. Hill showed up. Okay, what happened after that? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, officer, I can't really tell you that. What do you mean? Well, I, I took a quick break because someone showed up. Okay, that's fine. Well, how long was your break? The next three and a half hours. Yeah? What were you doing? I was in the bathroom. <laughs> he has a magazine behind his back right then. <laughs> He's got some, like, white stuff on his, like, shirt. <laughs> it's, like, in his mustache. It's, like, dripping. Oh, okay, we're done. He's like, I walked in and there was a head giving head. Yeah, they just think he lost his mind. Um, Wes redoses Hill's body again, 
and all the new corpses start going crazy at this moment, and Hill's guts, I guess without the brain, like, his body is its own monster type thing, and his guts break out of his skin and start strangling West, like, with intestines. Well, yeah, I love how West is, he, like, screams, he's like, overdose! And, like, (laughs) yeah, it's like two needles at him. And then, oh, this is an H.P. Lovecraft story, so there has oh, to yeah. be tentacles somewhere, or a tentacle-type thing. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? In, like, Lovecraft's works, like, his writing, it does. there's not actually as much tentacle stuff as the adaptations of it have added a lot in. I think because, one, like, we didn't know this, like, unknowable fear, like, how to really make something that creepy... And Cthulhu was described that way, so I think the go-to is just add tentacles to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, tentacles, hentai. Um. Yeah. All hentai is, like, inspired by Lovecraft works. Well, that's, that's all Lovecraft was. He was, like, the very first, like, tentacle porn fan. And he's like, I can't find it anywhere. I must make it myself. Exactly. It also reminded me of that scene of Ash versus Evil Dead in like the second or third season when he's yeah. in a morgue and the corpse starts strangling him with his guts. Yeah, and they pulls Ash's head through the asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then for the rest of that to for the rest of that episode, Ash is covered in shit. Oh yeah, it's great. They have him that way the whole time. It's so funny. Uh but the corpses rip Dean Allen apart. He's gone. And Dan quote unquote kills one of them with a shotgun and blast one by reaching into the wound which is really cool yeah and like like you were saying the corpses are like freaking out at this point because like one of the naked lady corpses like bumps into this like sulfuric acid type stuff and like that fucks up like the room and like i love like west is still being strangled by like the intestines and it's like no here take my work like the work is still number one on his mind he's like i'm dying but here Take my work, so at least, like, this lives on. Well, honestly, dude, if your work is being able to bring the dead back to life, I get it. Yeah. Like, that, in most cases, I'd be like, dude, get the, take care of yourself first. But this one, like, oh, no, yeah, that's something big enough I can see being like that for. And at this point, this is where we kind of leave Herbert West, where, like, at the end of this movie, it seems like he's dead, but, like, we know there's two sequels. Yeah, we don't see what happens to him after this scene, because... They get out, Dan and Meg, and they get to the elevator, and Herbert West is just left in this really smoky room being strangled by intestines. Yeah, so we're like, at this point, we're like, yeah, he's gone. Yep, that's the end. They get to the elevator, but one of the corpses grab Meg, and Dan takes it out with a fire axe, and then, like, Meg's kind of, like, dead here. What is this from? Like, from the stuff in the room, like the gas or whatever? Well, um, he, like, chops off the arm, I believe, and the arm is still, like, strangling her. Oh, okay, that and makes sense. they say sense, later, though. like, she has, like, a crushed larynx or something. Oh, okay. Because he, like, runs carrying Meg into the emergency room, and she dies on the table just like the beginning. Like, he's using the paddles, doesn't work. Just like the very first dance scene in the movie. Tells her, I love you. Gets out the serum. And then off camera, you hear Megan scream. And then credits. I love, well, number one, like, the entire room is filled with people. Because the hospital is in an uproar. And everyone's like, oh, shit, this is the dean's daughter. Everyone knows her. So she dies on the table. So 50 people leave this room to leave Dan alone with her. They knew Dan was her boyfriend, I'm assuming. 
Yeah, but still, with everything going on, maybe you'd be like, okay, let's not leave anyone really alone. I guess so, yeah. I don't I don't think the madness has really reached the bottom yet. I think they know something's going on, but they don't know there's corpses walking around and craziness and shit yet. True. And like you said, I love, like, whenever um he goes to, like, put the reagent in her, and then, like, he give, to give her the shot... And then it cuts to black, but the only thing you see is the reagent. And then you see where he like does the shot and it like disappears. And then, like you said, just a scream and then right back to Psycho. And then you're like, holy fuck, what what did I just see? <laughs> and you know you're going to watch it again. If you, oh. I don't know anyone who's watched Free Animator only once. Oh no, it's one of the, every time you watch it, you'll catch another little something you didn't catch before. Oh yeah, it's such a fun movie. Yeah, but holy shit, that's Reanimator. Fucking Jeffrey Combs, like I said on my top 10 uh, favorite horror actors list, he's one of my favorites because of this movie and like his just role with Herbert West. Yeah, he's in a lot of Star Trek stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He shows up in like uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and stuff. Oh, okay. So you want to get to the end of the episode stuff? Yes. Real quick, because we throw this one in. I'm curious what you would for this one. Remember how once in a while we'll do the what would you double feature this with? Yeah. What would you do with Reanimator? Well, Society would be a good one, but that's almost two on the nose. Um, See, I was going to say From Beyond, but that was a two on the nose because it's all the same cast and Lovecraft. Or, like, even Return of the Living Dead because they both have, like, such a same kind of like vibe of the movie like they have the same energy oh that would be fun like how you said at the beginning how that same style that would be a really good pick or do it with psycho i don't know if i like him with it with psycho as much do do psycho first where it's like the slower movie that's the bigger more build up one and then you're hit with reanimator of it's like holy shit it's midnight but i'm like awake again that's true that'd be fun Okay, that works. I was almost going to say basket case, but I think I say that almost every time when you ask me that question. <laughs> you do go with basket case laws. I can't believe we haven't done basket case yet. Yeah, I, know. I cannot wait to get to that series. Yeah, that'll be fun. Because there's three of them. I know. All right, so the Throwing with Horror Count on the Dead. It's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. We add them up to all the deaths of all the movies we've ever done. Get a nice big number, the Count of the Dead. Last episode we did was the autopsy of Jane Doe which left us with a count of the dead of 724. Where do you think Reanimator got us? See, Reanimator is difficult because there's a lot of death. But like you said, with um, your kind of rules with this movie, I'm trying to think. Well, there's the movie's rules. I even wait. They gave a line saying that. I'm like, oh, these people are already dead. This doesn't count then. Okay. Well, because I'm even trying to think like the Dr. Gruber at the very beginning, would he count? He counted. Okay. So... I'm gonna say five. So that brings us to 729. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Woo! Well done. Well, every week, I thought the lady on the operating table at the beginning was gonna throw you off. I'm like, that's gonna be the hidden one. Oh yeah, because I was trying to go through of like, and well, then I was like, do I count her? And I was like, well, I guess so. Yeah, her pulse was going at the beginning, and then flatline. Like, oh, she died. Yeah, they were happy boobs that turned into sad boobs. Yes, exactly. Um, well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And please, people, keep sending Greg Sesame Street count things. 
I didn't get one for a whole week. I was happy. God damn it. I, I had a peaceful week. I have to find some. But um, <laughs> Greg does his count of the dead, and I like to do my rating system. But I do not do stars or thumbs up or thumbs down because, number one, Joe Bob Briggs does stars, and hail Joe Bob. Hail Joe Bob. And number two, Siskel and Ebert used to do stars or thumbs up or thumbs down, and I hope that they get head from ahead. But not Um, enjoy it. But not enjoy it. No, it's like, it's a severed Dr. Hill head, and they're like, we don't want this. (laughs) Okay. Um... So I like to pick something from the movie and do that one through ten. One being horrible, ten being amazing. And I don't come up with that thing until right now. And there's so many things in this movie you could do. I don't um, even know what you'd pick. I mean, I, I there's a million, so I don't know what you're going with. Well, there's like you could do like the reagent. You could do severed heads. You could do attack cats. You could do different kinds of fellatios. <laughs> yeah, all of these. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go I with head. It. Once he said that, I'm like, that's it. Yeah, so I'm going with head. So okay, one, uh, one, the number one version of head, the worst kind. It's like they're you're they're not into it at all. They don't want to do it. You're not really into it either. Like you can't really even get going. Then they they stop halfway through. They're like, you're good, and you're like, all right, thanks. Or number 10 it's just like it's like fucking like jay and jay and silent bob when jay's doing that like oh no don't do that and then and it's just like mind blow it's like getting head from a head okay i got this movie it's i was toying back and forth what to give it do i give it a nine or ten honestly i'm gonna give it 10 heads out of head i'm really bummed out that you gave it 10 but i why because I gave it nine and a half. See, because I was either between nine or ten. And watching this movie again, I was like, I have to be like, even though I just gave a ten not like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I love this movie so much. And it's be it's like always rewatchable. You could watch this back to back like, OK, we just finished it, start it again. And you would still have fun with it. Oh, for sure. This movie is damn near perfect. It's one of my favorite movies we've done on the podcast so far. So, like, this is great time. Now, I I struggled in it because I'm like 10. I'm like, well, let's actually think about it. I'm like, there's just a few little things that some of the Hill and Dean stuff that drug just the slightest little bit that dropped it. But that's, look, that's no problem at all if you're getting a nine and a half. It's still an incredible movie. Yeah, and I kind of get what you mean. There are certain parts, like tiny little parts, I'm like, eh, at. Jeffrey Combs' um, performance in this movie is just so fucking good that, like, it just makes up for anything. You know what I'm happy about? Hmm. And I said this on Geek Positive on our Ghostbusters Afterlife episode. With him being so super genius and everything, I'm really glad they didn't put him into the stereotype of, like, a Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Like, yeah. yeah, he's socially backward and weird, but he's not cartoonish. And I love it. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. And I agreed with you. Like, I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife yet, but I listened to that episode and I knew exactly what you meant of like, they didn't just go like, oh, he's just weird. It's like, no, there's actually a character there. Yeah. And a damn good one. 
Oh, for sure. But man, I can't recommend this movie enough if you guys haven't seen it. One, I hope... Well, this is one, honestly, that probably wouldn't spoil too much of the experience. You still have just as much of a fun experience if you knew everything with. So go watch it if you haven't yet. Oh, yeah, this is where another ver- uh, a thing of, like, don't let the story get in the way of the acting, you know, kind of thing. The the story is good, but it's v- kind of very basic of guy brings dead things back to life. But it's the acting and all the framework around it that make it so good. Yeah, it's a fun time for sure. I'm happy we finally got to do it. We're going to have to do the two sequels at some point. Oh, yeah, um, Brighter Reanimator is really good. Beyond Reanimator isn't very good, but the only good part is Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West is as good as he ever was. Yes. So, uh, you want to tell the people what we're doing next week, should we? Yes, what are we doing next week, Greg of the Dead? This is actually the biggest question, because we didn't decide until this morning, because next week got all kinds of screwed up. It was going to be Alien originally, but we were going to do that as a three-person, then we couldn't do the three-person this week. Then we were going to do See No Evil, and then it randomly left streaming right before I watched it. So, last year we did the movie Gremlins, and for us, this is a little inside, was like the first episode we did where like people out of our general area like really started listening to the show, so it was a nice time for us kind of kick the show off for the most part. So we're going back and we're going to do gremlins to the new batch. Yeah. Which I'm extremely excited to do. Cause I have not seen this movie in probably like God, 15 years. Oh yeah. Like until this morning when I was watching it, I haven't seen gremlins too, since I was like seven years old. And I know, like, I remember that there's like a bunch of cameos in it as well. So I can't wait to be like, Oh shit, there's that person. And there's that person, you know? I like rewatching movies like that when I'm older because I didn't get half the cameos when I was a kid. Oh, no, because you're just like, I don't care. Get back to the crazy gremlin characters. Yeah, so that'll be a fun time. So, yep, next Friday, Gremlins 2. And yes, look, we know it's December. We didn't want to do a whole themed month. So after that, maybe we'll get to some of the holly jolly horror stuff. Yeah, we we did the entire month of uh, Christmas horror last year. And it was fun, but at the end of it, we were like, holy shit, I am so tired of seeing Santa Claus kill people. Yeah, I'm like, I get it! They hang people with Christmas lights! Good job! No more! The, the, the one good part Every was... Movie. Like, there was like, Garbage Day was fun, and then like, the Melty Gremlin. Well, all of it was fun, but I'm like, it's the same thing in all of these, yeah. no more! And it's like, fuck Christmas, I don't want to think about it this much. <laughs> But yeah, we'll probably have some of those in this month, don't worry. Yeah, we we will get to a couple of them for you fucking Christmas fans. <laughs> but that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, Follow us on all the social medias. Um, Just search Throbbing with Horror on basically anything and you'll find us. Um, Check out Greg on his other show, Geek Positive with Maxwell. Uh, like They just did Ghostbusters Afterlife a week or two ago, whenever you guys are listening to this. And... Yeah, check them out. Thank you. Unless you got anything else, man. No, that's all I really got. All right, well, uh, we hope that reanimator has left your brain throbbing with horror.